Do you think your cable bill's too high? We do. This is the Consumer Goods Edition of Where the Money Is. Welcome to the show, Fools. Welcome, Sean. How's it going, Nathan? Good. So we're going to be talking cable bills today. I hate mine. Yeah? I really do. <laughs> I think that's... I'm not going to say who I, uh, I, I give money to every month for my cable and my internet, but... Uh, we will probably talk about them today. Verizon, <laughs> AT&T. Take your pick. <laughs> so it's interesting, though, that, that we mentioned that cable bills and so forth. It's obviously a polarizing topic, which, which people are passionate about. What's happening right now with unbundling? Obviously, T, uh, AT&T came out with news today. Right, so this was actually a big deal. And uh, first and foremost, for our viewers, I did want to basically tell them what unbundling is. Mm-hmm. So no matter what cable package you pick, whether you the basic, kind of the mid-range one or the premium or whatever, you're going to get hundreds of, ca- uh, of channels in that package. And odds are, I mean, the average American household, they're probably going to watch, oh, I don't know, 10, 20 of them. Tons of channels on there. You Food don't even TV. Yeah, everyone. Like, literally everything. Mm-hmm. Like there's three ESPNs. Like I just watched the Sports Center on the ESPN one. Like the Ocho. The Ocho. Yeah, <laughs> ESPN eight. The Ocho. Um, so there's tons of channels that technically you're paying for that you don't use. There's currently a trend where people are starting to say, "Hey, why am I paying for the stuff that I don't want? Can't I just kind of do an a la carte thing where I just get you know NBC, CBS, Fox." You know, maybe a little HBO, HBO, pay for that. Um, you know, my wife will probably want to watch E or something, and then just pay for those ten or twenty channels that you want, and then, da da. With the intent of having a lower. With the intent of having a lower bill. bill. This, of course, makes cable companies sad because they spend like I don't want to say. Actually, I probably should say hundreds of billions of dollars getting all these cables to go to everybody's homes, and all of a sudden their revenues per home is going to drop by I don't know. 50%, mm-hmm. even just 40 like that, that would be bad for them. So there's this kind of tension there. So AT, AT&T's pricing. Right. So that. kind of as a nod and wink to just to see how this would work, dipping their toe in the water towards this trend, AT&T is currently running a promotion where <clears throat> they're attempting to tempt cord cutters that go without cable TV with a $39 a month plan. Um you have to sign a year's contract, and you get a Uverse Basic TV. So this is the basic cable subscription. You'll probably get like a hundred channels, eighty of which you won't watch. Um, Uverse Internet Max uh, for your internet connection. Now the trick with that, and the caveat is, you only get two hundred and fifty gigabytes of data per month, and every fifty gigabytes of data per month that you go over, you're going to pay an extra ten dollars. So there is a limit on how much internet you can use. Um, you get, and this is a big deal, HBO and HBO Go. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but they're including HBO and HBO Go in a relatively cheap cable package. That's kind of the first time I've ever seen that, so that's a big deal. Um, you also get, good old uh, Jeff Bezos getting in on this, you get a year's subscription to Amazon Prime. And it's not just the video, right? Right. You also get free delivery on all your orders and everything. So mm-hmm. this, I don't know, Je- Jeff Bezos, I don't know. Like, they it's getting everywhere. Him. Yeah, I, just, I don't know if, like who called who there, but hey, Jeff, you want it? Sure. Um, the key, like, they're running this just till December 13th. You have until then to sign up. The other trick is there's a $99 installation fee. You're probably going to get your price jacked up in a year once this contract expires. But this is AT&T's way of dipping their toe in the water and seeing you know, what's going to happen and just kind of getting customers and to see if this is workable, the unbundling trend and everything. So a little bit of a typical cable pricing structure. For sure. Introductory. Switch a little bit right. later. Yeah. they. Um, I know when I signed up for my cable service, who I'm not going to name... <laughs> Um, they, you know, give you three months of HBO, like literally every movie, Showtime, 
HBO, like all these channels are for three months, but my cable bill is going to double if I went a month past that. And I, of course, cancel that, you know, the HBO subscription and all that stuff. Uh, but it's fun to have that for three months. So. <laughs> it's interesting, though, talking about this because last week, essentially, U.S. Congress came out and originally had an amendment to introduce unbundling, and it ended that this was cut out of the final bill. Yeah. Now, so the government is against unbundling. Is AT&T or Verizon, are they for bundling at this point? I think they see what customers want. Um, and actually, and this is the other thing that we kind of use as a segue for, um, the CEO of Verizon just spoke at Goldman Sachs's, um, I don't know what they call it. Communicopia. Communicopia. Yeah. I, I was like, what, what is it? It's yeah. catchy. Yeah, it is. Um, he literally said, um, their bundle will include the big four for sure, and then you'll kind of be able to pick things all the car. But he literally said, it's very interesting that the CEO of one of these cable companies said, no one wants to have 300 channels on your uh, cable. Everyone understands it will go all the car. The question is, what does the transition look like? Do cable companies slowly kind of dip their toe in like what AT&T is doing? Do people just like snap and just like all do this next year? Because what uh, the uh, CEO, uh, and it was Verizon CEO, Lowell McAdams said all this. Um, so yeah, it wasn't time where I misspoke, sorry. Um, what he said was this could happen as early as next year and just stream your cable over the internet. Mm-hmm. And the thinking there is and this, all, the, all the cord cutters are mostly millennials. They're just watching TV on their computers, their iPads, what have you doing an all-car cable service over the internet into these devices. So do you think it's the, the Hulus, the Netflixes of the world that are driving this change, or is it, you know, the telecoms are slow to move, or they'll be leading the, the change? Right. See, that's what's forcing customers to, like, you know, 50 years ago you had three channels, that was it, and then you had the cable, and you were literally paying $100, $200 a month for all these channels you weren't using, and then Netflix came along. And then Amazon Prime came along, and people realized, hey, maybe I could survive. Hulu, you know, came along as well. Maybe I could survive just with the internet, streaming things over the internet. I don't need to watch my favorite show the day it comes out. I could wait a week and watch it on Hulu. I can watch House of Cards on Netflix and get my entertainment that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that definitely started the trend. Mm-hmm. So HBO actually came out at the same Goldman conference. For sure. Talked about Netflix. It's, so, blat- like it's some- so blatantly obvious that they want to be like Netflix. Because yeah. they see the success. They see like the stock price, like mm-hmm. <laughs> all the stuff. Um, so Time Warner CEO Jeff Bukes, I think it's Bukes, said, uh, selling HBO directly to consumers, the broadband-only opportunity, and he's literally referring to Netflix here. He doesn't say Netflix, but he might as well. Uh, up until now, it wasn't there. At the point where it would be smart to move into focus because they make so much money being a part of these package deals with the cable companies. Um, now the broadband opportunity is quite a bit bigger. Mm-hmm. What would you pay to watch, you know, the day an episode comes out, all your favorite HBO shows? 10 20 30 bucks a month? That's, yeah. There's a lot of people that would probably be willing to do that, and I think they see that now. Um, so this, you know, I mentioned earlier how AT&T's kind of dipping their toe into the unbundling uh, pool. This is HBO's way to do it, because they're included in that package as well. Mm-hmm. So when we look at the big picture of it, say, you've got unbundling, you've got the cable and telecom industry where pretty much everybody hates their provider. People love Netflix, love Amazon. You know, same could be said of Hulu. Right. And we see all these mergers taking place. Comcast, Time Warner, AT&T and DirecTV. 
Right. What do you think uh, kind of the driving factors behind this? That? It's just all coming to a head, and eventually it's going to snap in favor of the consumer because that's really the, the winner here. Um, but to address your first point, um, the American Consumer Satisfaction Index, which is recently put out by um, the University of Michigan's Ross School of Business, they asked basic consumers, what are the brands you like the most? What are the brands you like the least? And then they broke that down into, uh, you know, industries. Um, <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> not good Not good results. No, our, not, our cable not good for these guys. Comcast and Time Warner Cable, who are actually merging right now, got the lowest customer satisfactory ratings in the cable and internet service industry. That's not the bad part, though. The bad part is they were the lowest ranked company out of Every industry. Mm. Literally, people liked airlines, fast, like, pick it, they were better. Like, mm. that was really, really bad. So, people are, one $200 a month is a big chunk of the average American household's budgets. You factor in that, the fact that people are paying for things that they don't really watch. I don't watch 80% of the, my cable channels. And on top of that, they do not like the service at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's only so many end games here. <laughs> so why would it, I mean if they're if they don't like the service and the companies, why do you think they're taking the two biggest companies and making this conglomerate of right. the most hated company out there? They're, they're one plus one equals. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, hundreds of billions of dollars have been invested to get cable lines into Americans' homes. Mm-hmm. The cable, it, I don't want to call it a monopolistic collusion type thing. We can have a debate about that in another episode. But you'll notice if you look at a map of the number of providers that are in a given area, there's only one or two. Mm-hmm. Comcast knows that they really it, it's silly to put two lines into a house from two different companies. So they all kind of stay out of each other's backyards. In a world where your cable bill is about to get cut, theoretically, as this unbundling continues down the line, they're all about to take a hit in terms of the revenues that they're getting per house. Mm-hmm. The only thing you can do in such a world, and we're seeing this now with the tobacco industry, declining consumption rates, is the only thing you can do is consolidate and get more economies of scale. Economies of scale. That's literally all you yeah. can do. Seems like that's the, the trend across many right. industries. Yeah, no, for sure. And that, it's not a growth industry anymore. They're, mm-hmm. and, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, appreciate your insights today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, fools.